was absolutely incredible. 2,000 people in a room in Birmingham, and it was for the full weekend, and I have never seen anything like it. Eight o'clock in the morning, there's music going, there's DJs going, people flooding with energy, and it all of a sudden, I walked in that room, there's a red carpet out, I walked halfway down that red carpet and I thought, wow, I've hit home, like this is me. And it made me again realize to, to the previous question in terms of where that realization was, that's where I felt most myself. I didn't have to think about anything. I was uh, obviously being authentic. I was close-minded. I was skeptical. I was uneducated. And I realized for things to change, I had to change. And if I, for things to get better, I had to get better. There's one lady, um, who I won't mention her name, but she, she came up to me and said, look, I'm really nervous. I said, look, you don't need to be nervous. None of these have played cricket before, but it gave them that platform and funding to be able to go and do it. She brought six friends along. She said, look, we're two people short. It was eight aside. And I said, look, don't worry about it. Just play. She's now a captain and a leader of her own cricket team with five, with five teams and five women's teams. So she's gone from, and that was in 2017, so in five years, she's gone from being in a bit of a shell, just wanting to, to play cricket, to stepping up and being a leader herself. And, and that makes me proud because I've had an impact. And today's guest is Connor Percy, who's making the world healthier and happier. He's a full-time researcher and network marketer in the health and wellness industry. Hi, Connor. Uh, where are you calling from today? Hi, Ian. Hope you're well. Happy Friday. Uh, I'm calling from Leicestershire in the, in the East Midlands. Brilliant. Now, can you tell us something that you're both good at and love doing, a kind of passion that drips out of you? Yeah, for sure. So I think sort of the main, as you ask that question, the main thing that stands out to me is being able to support people on their journey with both health and wellness and mindset. So just a pure passion of mine, something that I wake up every single day inspired, full of inspiration and sort of motivation is to just inspire one more person to just open their mindset to, to something that might take them one step further. I have a lot of conversations with, with people that they want to make change, but they're, they're sort of stuck. They don't know where to sort of take that. They don't know how to make that change. So if I can sort of be the stabilizers to some people and allow them to, to think, right, do you know what? I can do that and sort of give them that sort of that attitude of I can and I will. Um, so every single day, my passion is to just go and inspire more people and hopefully being on this podcast, hearing my story and sort of bringing some knowledge out there just going to inspire people to say whatever they want to do they can go and do it brilliant that's amazing thanks for that now i've got a bit more on your background in a minute but first to get straight to the inspiration could you tell us who is your biggest inspiration and why yeah 100 it's family and that might be surprising for some people because i know a lot of people have sort of role models now i've had role models growing up if you ask me when i was five i'd say david beckham because i played on the wing i thought i was like him but in reality, for me, as I've grown up, and, and I know you're going to maybe talk about my background as well, and I'll talk about my journey, but I think for me, be, having an inspiration that, that I can follow and I can follow in their footsteps, seeing it so closely for me is a massive part of what I am. I'm very authentic with my team, myself, and I'm honest to myself. So if I can be inspired by people that I spend time with, for me, that's huge because I've had different sort of idols, if you like, growing up that I want to be like that. But if I've never spent time with that person, then just growing up, it made it harder and harder for me to actually understand that I don't know what they do every day. So my family, they're my biggest inspiration through all generations because 
I've seen what they do and whether that's to follow in their footsteps or to learn from that because a role model doesn't always have to be, I'm going to be like that. It can just show you the way and that can sort of paint your path and, and decide which way you, you want to go down. So, so yeah, certainly family for me. <laughs> Thank you. That's beautiful. Now, you started out at Leeds Beckett University doing sports and business management, and um, then you had time as a marketing consultant, and then you've gone into uh, being a full-time researcher and development specialist, but also alongside that, you're into the network marketing in health and wellness. Now, I've seen lots of your great reels on uh, Instagram on, you know, inspiring health and wellness. So, can you tell us some of the things that have inspired you along that journey? Yeah, for sure. So sort of going back to my university days, I've had a very sporting uh, upbringing through, again, through family, um, friends. It's just been, I, I've always, I'm quite not going to blow my own trumpet, but I've got, I take quite well to sports. So I've always, I've not just had one sport that I've played. I've played a good level to, to numerous, um, numerous levels of sport. And back actually when I was at, when I was at high school, I actually qualified for the Great British Schools Biathlon. I got to the final and the final was at the um, Crystal Palace Olympic Stadium. So for me, that was that was huge for me. Like it was just a, an incredible opportunity to go and be like that. And I bounce off being around people like myself, people that are just sporty, active and, and want to do it for themselves. But growing up through university, I, I did sport business management. I had a passion for for talking to new people. Um, so, so when I was at, um, I decided to go down the sport business management route because it was still, I was, I wanted a, a business career, if you like, but I wanted it to be tailored towards sport because that's where my passion was. So if I could do both of those things, I knew it was something that I love because I like to educate myself every single day, but also something that I've got a passion for that those two for sure made, made sense to go and do that. So now I, now I'm in the network marketing space. And again, the, the person that inspired me to get into network marketing was my sister. I was, uh, obviously being authentic. I was close-minded. I was skeptical. I was uneducated. And I realized for things to change, I had to change. And if I, for things to get better, I had to get better. And I found myself in a little bit of a circle, especially when COVID came. We were two months into COVID. Again, that big thing of who inspires me? Who do I want to be like? Who am I surrounding my time with? A lot of people that I was spending my time with were feeling drained. They were, they were scared of what's going to happen. They were, they were all feeling that they were going to job. They didn't know if they were going to go on to furlough. They didn't know what was happening. And that scared me being 23 years of age at the time. I was thinking, right, if I'm going to do something, I've got to do it now. And looking back, thinking or looking forward, thinking, right, in December this year, I could be, I don't know where I'm going to be if I don't make change. So I opened my mindset. I watched my sister. She had an unbelievable physical transformation. She was dropping body fat. She was gaining lean muscle. Her mindset was amazing. And I heard her on these Zoom calls and everybody was from a different background, but they all had one common goal to make themselves healthier and happier. And for me, I needed to be a part of that. So I got around those people. And since then, two years on, it's completely changed my life in so many ways. And my, my big passion now is, is to sort of share that with other people and, and inspire them to go and make change. Wow, that is really amazing shift so i'm guessing watching your your sister was an inspiration on that you know so at some point you realized you know, just where you were going wasn't quite the the right direction is is there any particular other factor in there any a moment of realization that just made you 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 make such a big change or was it just kind of built up over time of of seeing what what your sister was was doing certainly a bit of both 
but the most um, sort of most powerful part of that was that first section in terms of it was a realization. And of course, we're, we're not thoroughly out of COVID right now. We're still we're still in it partly. Hopefully, for everyone, we're on the way out. But obviously, I've been involved. Come next month, it'll be it'll be two years. I've been involved with Outwear Marketing, the number one nutrition brand in the world, helping people healthier and happier. And the biggest realization for me was being that inner circle. Somebody told me about two months into my journey, the words were, you become the average of the five people you spend your time with. And that hit home for me because my sister was doing that and her journey had only done, done nothing but inspire me. And that was, that was incredible. And it made me think, in my corporate job, what I'm doing, I love my job. I love my passion. I work every day. I'm motivated. But that's that. What's it going to do for me, the passion I've got, the inspiration I've got to go and make the world healthier and happier? Am I doing that in my current situation? So it allowed me to, to take on both. And I still work very much full time now. But my side hustle, if you like, has genuinely changed my life because the events we go to, the community, the team, I've got an incredible team around me. So big, massive shout out to all of them as well, because they're all from different backgrounds. They've all got different lifestyles. They've all got different commitments. We're all different genders, ages, whatever it might be, but we're all supporting each other. And I didn't feel in my corporate job that I had that because we were working. It was that nine till five shift. And I'm sure some of the listeners on here are going to sort of resonate with them and it might make them open their mindset a little bit. But I realized that that nine till five, we're working Monday to Friday, three o'clock on a Friday. All I want is the weekend to have a drink and, and party with my friends, go to the football Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And I felt myself in a vicious cycle. And I realized that in five years time, if I keep doing this, I might be moving forward. I might be progressing up the career ladder, if you like, but that's not necessarily going to do it for me and certainly not for anybody else around me. So I realized making that shift into health and wellness, although I, I, I'm not restrictive with anything, it's shifted my mindset as well as my, my sort of physical well-being, if that makes sense. Yeah. No, thank you for explaining that because it's really painted a clear picture in my mind, at least, of how people can actually bring change, you know, without having to, you know, totally upheave all their current job and everything, you can still do it alongside and get such a new lease of life, you know, while, while keeping your normal job. So that that's that's really good. Thank you. Now, I love events that somehow dissolve barriers between people and make people feel more like they're on the same team. Is there any inspiring event in that kind of area that you can tell us about? Yeah, 100%. And again, it comes back to, to with, my, with, with the health and wellness. It was the first summer extravaganza. I, I, I was part of this new community in the May. And then in the, in the June was my first extravaganza, but of course it was online. And being the number one nutrition brand in the world, it blew me away. Just being in my garden, it was a nice day on a Zoom call with these people coming on to share their stories and testimonies. And everybody, although there were different ages, they'd been in there for different lengths of time. Everybody had something to say that inspired me to think, wow, I've made the right decision and I want to go and help more people. Somewhere I came off that call, I was full of energy, as, as you can imagine. And some of the team in the group chat, wait till you come to the live event, wait till, and I thought nothing's going to top that. Well, my first live event was kickoff in, in December and it was absolutely incredible. 2,000 people in a room in Birmingham and it was for the full weekend and I have never seen anything like it. Eight o'clock in the morning, there's music going, there's DJs going, people flooding with energy. And it, all of a sudden, I walked in that room, there's a red carpet out. 
I walked halfway down that red carpet and I thought, wow, I've hit home. Like, this is me. And it made me again realize to, to the previous question in terms of where that realization was. That's where I felt most myself. I didn't have to think about anything. When I was on my work calls, it was, yeah, you're trying to please all different departments, whether depending on what industry you're in, you're all trying to sort of in that rat race to try and come to one conclusion. Whereas doing that, you can be authentic to yourself and to other people and they can join with you. So to, to step up and be a true leader, I walked down that red carpet and I thought, wow, this is me. This is where I need to be. And this is what I need to be every day. I needed that daily dose of, of that energy. And it goes back to what I said about being around those five people, the, the energy, the commitment, the discipline that people have got. It's something that I've not really had before. That discipline, I'm very much a, a, an on and off. Like I'm a, I'm a, I like to play golf, but I'm a fair weather golfer. I'll go to the gym for, for six months and then for the three months, I'll, oh, it doesn't matter. So something that can fit into my lifestyle that can give me so much energy routine and, and everything else, it's absolutely, I can't, I can't put words on, on how I felt that day, but it's a day I'll never forget. I can, I can assure you of that one. And I picked up there, you said in the middle, when you were there, you felt the most yourself and uh, that's beautiful to take away for listeners. You know, I'm just trying to pick out where their vibe is, you know, just ask, you know, where, where do you most feel yourself? You know, and that's, yeah. So thank you for, for sharing that. And if people might be a, a bit of a low ebb, was there any time on your journey when you were a bit of a low ebb and something managed to inspire you through? Yeah, I think, and in terms of, and again, I'm always very authentic. So I'm, I'm not going to preach and say I've been at a low place because I haven't, but I can certainly understand people that have, and I can listen to people that have, but the, the, perhaps the lowest point for me, was the fact that I was in the corporate job, COVID had just came on us and it was just Zoom call after Zoom call after Zoom call for my for my work. And I was thinking one thing that just stood out to me is, am I doing this for me or for somebody else? That was the biggest sort of takeaway I had from it because I was doing it, it was fine for a few weeks and I was all of a sudden on one call, I remember it like it was yesterday. I just thought, is this for me or for somebody else? And when I realized and thought about that, because it's not just a thought that stayed with me for 10 minutes and went, it stayed with me for a few weeks. And more and more things that I was doing, my actions were not where I wanted them to go. It was for somebody else. It wasn't for me. Somebody was putting that date in my calendar. Somebody was telling me I had to be on a Zoom call. Somebody was ringing. It was allowing me not to create my own life. And for me, and my biggest sort of energy, my biggest sort of takeaway for the listeners is, they can achieve whatever they want to go and achieve, but there's got to be a level of commitment and there's also got to be a reason why. So for me, having that sort of strong reason why, a reason, you're not always going to be motivated. I get, obviously, you mentioned earlier, you've seen my reels. I put my reels on there to go and motivate people. I put it to inspire people. I get so many people saying, how are you motivated all the time? I'm not. I'm not motivated at all the time at all. And I'm very authentic with that. One thing I have got is a reason why. And my reason why is to go and create my life with other people and my reason why is stronger than any excuses. So then when I do the 5am club and I, I wake up and I'm a little bit tired, I'm a bit fatigued, it would be so easy. And I'm sure a lot of uh, listeners here will be, yeah, that's me. They'll think, right, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. Tomorrow actually never comes. <laughs> tomorrow never comes. There's still a tomorrow tomorrow. And when you actually take a step back and realize what is your reason why, 
when I've come on a health and wellness journey with, with a lot of my clients, a lot of my team now, and say, why do you want to do this? If, for example, if somebody comes on and says, I want to lose five pounds, why? What's the reason behind it? There's always an underlying reason that they need to think about. And if, if I don't know the reason why and they don't, we, we might not be on the same page. And so for me, just having that sort of impact is, is to go and create everything that, that you want to go and create, but with a bit of commitment, a bit of discipline and a, and a strong reason why. Yeah. And the sports and nutrition bits both seem to bring you a light. Is there any particular detail within or aspect within either of those two that you can tell us a bit more about that you're, you're doing now? Yeah, I think just it, yeah, it certainly stemmed from a young age. So with my, my parents, my grandparents have always been into sport. Um, not necessarily gym goers as such, but, but just sport, that environment. I've got family friends now that I've had for 25 years because I've grown up around them. And it's just sport. I've always had a ball at my feet. My mum and dad will always say now, and my granddad, I've, I've always pestered them. Like when it was, we'd be on, on the beach and be sunbathing, and I'd be about three. And I just want to play catch. It's all I want to do. I, I need a ball at my feet. And that's when I feel, not necessarily just a ball at my feet, but when I'm exercising now, whether I'm working out, that's when I feel that there's two things, really. I'm challenging myself. I know I'm pushing myself because it's not easy for everyone, not in terms of the weights you lift and the intensity. It's just having that routine. That routine can be hard for a lot of people. And also I feel less weight on my shoulders. I can just, I go in a gym, I listen to a podcast and that's me. That's my hour. And I, I go in there, I get it done. I don't think about anything else. When I'm doing the everyday shopping and, and everything else, and I'm doing some work, Sometimes you can get a little bit distracted, but I can honestly say I don't get distracted when I'm doing workouts, when I'm doing the gym and helping other people. So I do a few online workouts as well, because that's where my passion is. I think right, I'm giving back. And it's where I like, like it felt with the red carpet at that moment, the kickoff, I felt myself. And that's just where my passion is for that. All the weight's gone. And I, I know that tunnel vision sort of focus is there. Brilliant. And also in the sports area, I saw that you were the project development officer for the Women's World Cup Legacy Programme a little while ago. Can you tell us a bit more about that? Yeah. So now that was that was absolutely unbelievable. Um, so I, I've always played cricket. I've played cricket since I was five and I had an incredible opportunity. So as I mentioned earlier, we went, I went to Leeds Beckett University, did sport business management, and I wanted a career in both sport and in business. And I, I did two years at, at, at Leeds Beckett. And in my third year, I had a chance to either finish the degree or I had a chance to do a placement year, just a, a year in industry to, to go out and do it. And I had a very, I was very fortunate to, to get the position I did um, through Derbyshire County Cricket Club. They were one of four venues that were hosting the Women's Cricket World Cup. And I, I'd always had a passion for helping people do what they wanted to do. So if I could go into local cricket clubs and, and share what my talent, my knowledge and, and energy to, to young guys growing up, then I've done something good for that day. And, and that really was an interesting opportunity for me because it allowed me to see business, but on a global stage. And to, to put it on there, a lot of people said, weren't you nervous doing what you were doing? So my first event I, I went to, I was going with the CEO down to... Um, down to Lords, where the final was, the home of cricket in England. And I was told, um, right, the CEO is not coming today. You're going to have to do the, the speech and the pitch for Derbyshire on behalf of the legacy programme. Wow. Because I was the legacy um, officer. 
So, and, and basically, sort of long story short, my, my role was to make sure with the level of funding through the women's game that the game wasn't just going to come to, Leicester, to Derbyshire for eight games and it was going to finish. We had to have a strategic plan in place through schools, clubs, a, a, a whole range of sort of initiatives, if you like, to, to make sure that, that um, the games were going to come and they were going to stay. And a, a really proud moment for me is I set up a women's cricket league in Derbyshire. And to this day, it's still running and still developing. Um, there was nothing like it before. Um, and I still keep in touch with a couple of the teams because there's, there's one lady, um, who I won't mention her name, but she, she came up to me and said, look, I'm really nervous. I said, look, you don't need to be nervous. None of these have played cricket before, but it gave them that platform and funding to be able to go and do it. She brought six friends along. She said, look, we're two people short. It was eight aside. And I said, look, don't worry about it. Just play. She's now a captain and a leader of her own cricket team with five, with five teams and five women's teams. So she's gone from that, and that was in 2017. So in five years, she's gone from being in a bit of a shell, just wanting to, to play cricket, to stepping up and being a leader herself. And, and that makes me proud because I've had an impact. And that's what that legacy program was about. And it showed that I had a plan. It's taken off and, and still going now. So no, it's, it, that was a very interesting time for me, for sure. Well, thank you for sharing. Now, for people who might be struggling a little bit between getting over-inspired almost, like I sometimes do, and staying grounded, have you got any tips for them? Yeah, I think certainly there's two things that stand out in terms of going where you want to go and being grounded. I think the first one is, is having a goal. I think when you have a goal of where you want to go that's true to yourself, because there's a lot of... Uh, there's a there's a lot of sort of conversations I've had in the past that I want this, I want that. But if there's no reason why behind it and it's materialistic things, it's not really that burning desire inside that makes you to want to go and do it. And it's certainly linked to that reason why. Um, and I think the second thing in terms of reaching your goal and having a goal is the people you spend your time with again. I think for sort of to be able to bounce off each other is such a powerful but unused tool that we have there's there's so many people and it might not just be in our inner circle right now but for anybody listening there is people out there with hobbies with that you've got that are like you it doesn't matter if they're you don't know them right now it doesn't matter there's a lot of people that are friends with people because they were thrown in a football team with them at six years of age and they've grown up and right you're, you're all six years of age. There's 11 of you go and make friends. That's great. That's a team environment. And I love that. And I'm all for that. But one thing I do like is as you grow up and start to become true to yourself and everyone's lifestyle changes, that drive and that lifestyle passion can be there for anyone. So I think just having a goal of where you want to be and what you want to do, but getting around them people, find groups on social media, find groups on Facebook, on Instagram, whatever it might be, go to your your local gym. It, it doesn't matter, but there's people there that want to talk to you and, and just get out of your comfort zone. It's a massive thing for me. Just the, the team I've got now and some of the, 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 the guys in my team over two years, when they first have that conversation with me to where some of them are now, they wouldn't have believed that when I spoke to them two years ago. But seeing people, in, instead of sort of being wrapped in bubble wrap, if you like, um, just when you get around those people that understand you, you can become a t- completely different person. And, and my biggest sort of takeaway for a lot of the listeners there is it's never too late to make that change. It's never too late. Just put that front foot in front of the other one 
and just get 1% better every single day and listen to positive podcasts. Start changing your, your Netflix marathons to, to positive inspiration on YouTube. Go and re- listen to people's stories. Go and read books because I wasn't a podcast listener. I didn't used to read books. If I read a book on an airplane, it'd be three times a year and it'd be an autobiography of somebody that I didn't really care about. But I'd say I read a book. But now because I'm, I've got a passion, I've got a purpose, I'm educating myself again. And education doesn't have to just be that education system we're all brought up through. You can educate yourself on where you want to go and what you want to be. Um, so for me, just getting around good people and, and making sure that they, they're just moving forward every single day. Yeah, yeah, no, it's so, so powerful. Thank you. And now it's time for quick fire inspiration. Could you tell us one of your most inspiring films? Yeah, for sure. Uh, I not so much films. I'm not. I'm not a, a complete film person. Um, but for me, just being able to sort of have a laugh with other people is is where I'm great. So, for example, like going to the cinema for me isn't isn't what I like. But Top Gun is will always stand out for me. Top Gun was one of my dad's favorite films, and the reason that I brought this back to the most inspiring because I, my family inspire me, and Top Gun was just my dad's pinpoint. He loved it. Every chance he got to watch it, he would. And for his 40th birthday, we got on the radio, uh, our local radio station, and they did a birthday song to uh, the theme tune of, of Top Gun. So seeing my dad's face, his reaction personally to him on his movie um, theme song was, was unbelievable. Um, and again, that just inspired me to, you can do what you want. And, and it was just amazing to sort of get him out of his comfort zone live on the radio at seven o'clock in the morning. So yeah, that was that was inspiring for me. That's beautiful. One of your most inspiring comedians? <laughs> Michael McIntyre, for sure. Now that might be, some people, that might be different one to what most people would expect or what most people think themselves, but he is, I just love his, the way he just is himself. And again, I've, I've said it for, for the whole time I've been on this podcast and I say it all the time, being true to yourself and the way he just comes out he just embraces who's in front of him. He doesn't necessarily go at anybody in the crowd. It's all about him. He's the centre of that attention. In my eyes, what a comedian should be, but makes it, it's not streamlined to specific people. I think what he does, the way he sort of puts himself and presents himself, everybody can relate to him. And everything is just, oh my word, that's me. It just makes you feel like it's you on stage. Um, so yeah, Michael Mastin died for sure. Brilliant. One of your most inspiring aspects of uh, nature? Yeah, I think being outside, again, a bit like I am with my fitness and, and my uh, being playing sport, having that weight off my shoulders, sort of getting out there, whether it's on my bike, whether it's out for a walk or a jog, just having that, sometimes a podcast in my ears. Now, I do, I do like the sound of the birds in the morning when the sunrise is coming up and just enjoying that time where, no, it almost feels like nobody's around. Now, the big thing that I would sort of recommend to the, to the listeners here, if they've not got a fantastic morning routine, I would get into one. Now, I'm very much, for, for 22 years of my life, I've not really had a morning routine. I've always got up, I've gone to uni, I've gone to work, I've, I've, I've had it, but I've never, ever made time for myself in the morning. So I got into the habit of doing uh, the 5 a.m. club. I'd get up at 5 a.m., I'd do a stretch, I'd do a little workout. I'd get my water in, I'd listen to some positivity, I'd shower, I'd change, I'd have a team call. It's only seven o'clock and 
I started to realize that I'd win my morning, win my day. And that sometimes just going out for that walk and the roads aren't busy. Every It's just, it's almost like before 7 a.m., it's a whole new world. Um, so yeah, no, it's definitely sort of just getting out there, getting getting yourself away from the crowd is, yeah, huge. Really, really inspiring for me. I know, I really appreciate you explaining it in that way because, you know, I've heard of the 5 a.m. club and I've tried with, not exactly with that one, but tried different bits and bobs in the morning. But just how you described it there is basically, you know, it's that potentially up to two hours before 7 a.m. You've just got time to be yourself somehow and whatever that means to you, that sounds a lot more appealing to me because, yeah, I always end up being on the last push and trying to squeeze the things I'm meant to have or would like to have done, you know, at <laughs> quarter past seven. But, yeah, just, oh, that's so, like, weighty tough. You're just thinking, well, you know, yeah, to do that. Yeah, so thank you for explaining it in that way. One of your most inspiring uh, aspects of design or style? I think, again, it comes back to being yourself. Being yourself in terms of, for one, I take when you when you mention that, I know people are going to have their own their own take on that. But like for me, I think the, the when you say the design and style, automatically I think design is designing your own life, and I think style is the way that you present yourself. And I think both of those things come from stem under the umbrella of just being yourself and being authentic because it's so hard to sort of live your life thinking how other people are thinking and. There's a big sort of misconception about what are people going to think about me if I do this? What's what's Karen from down the road thinking if I do this? The reality is she doesn't care. She really doesn't care. The only person that cares about what you're doing in a sort of a negative way is yourself. That is that is the case. And the big thing that, that I would sort of say, just, just so I can relate to the listeners sort of in an everyday life, is next time you find yourself wanting to maybe do a side hustle, wanting to take that extra step, wanting to do something for you. And you think all these thoughts come flooding into your head thinking, wow, what are they going to think? Ask yourself two questions. Will it matter in five days time? And also, does their opinion pay my bills? Because it doesn't. Both times, it's not going to matter in five days. And if it doesn't matter in five days, don't worry about it now. And if it matters in five days, think about five months. And I think doing it for you, if that's genuinely something you want to do, goes back to that reason why again and it all very much in the last two three years for me is came that everything you do whether it's your style that design in your life your passion your morning routine your, your hobbies your lifestyle it all comes back to just staying in your own lane and not necessarily doing it just for yourself but for those around you and if you can sort of put your arm around those people have an accountability partner for example because things are so much easier when you do it with other people and again that's Becoming the average of the five people, get around people like you and go and do it. So, yeah, that's, they're my biggest two. No, that, that's good. And one of your most inspiring songs? One of my most inspiring songs. There's one that's going to actually stand out, and it's not one that I thought, but I'm just going to go being authentic to myself again. One thing that's just, as you asked me that, think about songs that pop out. The first one that pops to my head is a song that I listen to over and over again, and it's from McFly. And it's actually, um, it's one of the guys in McFly. It's his um, groom speech. It's on YouTube and it is unbelievable. And it's a song. I listen to songs when I'm sort of in the car or working out. But that one, for me, as you've said, just inspiring. The way he sort of 
attends the audience, presents to the audience, he speaks to his wife, his, his mother-in-law, father-in-law, his family, was, I've watched it over and over again, and I've not really known much of Muckfly before, but, oh, it, unbelievable. And it just gives you that sense of, he brings the choir out, and you just think, wow, like he's, he's thought about that, he's been thoughtful, he's got a lot of respect for everyone there, and you just think, wow, that's that's a good goal. So, yeah, that's that's just popped into my head, so I'll be honest. Well, if I'll put it in the show notes so people can can watch it, yeah. There you go. And the last quickfire inspiration, uh, what is your most inspiring aspect of travel? Could be a place or a mode of travel or anything. Uh, for sure, seeing how people live. Um, for me, as, as my passion is, seeing new places, making the world healthier and happier, but understanding different people. Now, that's stemmed again. That's grown in the last three years because before that, it was very much I'd go on holiday, sit on the beach, I'd go around the pool. I'd, of course, I'd go and explore new places, but I'd go and explore new places in terms of what do they look like? What are they? Now, I go and I, I take in the culture. I sometimes try and learn a language um, just to sort of have respect for where I'm going. And, and I absolutely love to, to go and understand why people are there, what they're doing there, and again, developing on themselves. And if people have moved there from abroad, they've, they've gone over, they've gone from the UK, they've gone from wherever, but, but understanding why and what they're doing. So yeah, just an inspiration to see how the world sort of comes together across the world. Um, so hopefully that makes sense. But yeah, big inspiration for me. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of the reasons I like travel. Thank you. Now, what's most right in the world? Most right in the world. Well, a big thing for me is that there's a lot of people that wanting to make people healthier, make people happier. We've just gone through the toughest two and a half years of from for sure what I can remember from what most people will remember. But I think whether people are at their lowest point now, they're just coming out of the lowest point. I think there's always somebody there that you can have a conversation with. The, the social media right now, and um, I'm not going to preach about social media because I know it's a negative for some people, but if you use social media in the right way, it's such a powerful tool. So for me, I, I know I do a lot on social media. I speak a lot about social media, but that might be a, a key for the listeners as well. If you do sometimes feel like you're comparing yourself to others through social media, you don't need to just, just wipe that, clear it out and use it for positive mindset, motivation, morning routines. There's so much that you can use YouTube for. So I, I think what's right in the world, but if I was to narrow that down, probably the access we have to people and tools to put ourselves in the right frame of mind to go and be successful. I think that would be my sort of my short and short and, and proper answer for that one. No, that's brilliant. Thank you. And uh, what's next on the agenda for Connor then? Are you allowed to tell us what's coming up? Yeah, so got a very exciting year actually. Um, and just going back, I'm just going to start as well, just with um, sort of having a reason why and going. So, and the, the last question you just asked about um, seeing new places and travel. I'm actually best man for my best friend um, at his wedding. He's just they've just had a, a little girl. And I'm best man in there. I'm going out to Romania uh, next month. So I'm best man there. I went out there two years ago. And that opened my mind to so much. The, the people, the, the community, everything, the, the way of living was, was incredible. And the place is unbelievable. So guys, if Romania is not on your bucket list, get it on there because it was insane. So I'm going out there. We've got a lot of events coming up this year. My team's growing every single day. So the, the team's growing, which means we're having a bigger impact. 
So this year is going to be the biggest impact I've ever had with, with community. I'm helping people physically, mentally, and so emotionally as well, just helping people on that right frame of mind. And then probably my biggest thing, it was only last night that I got the email. Five o'clock yesterday, I got um, the acceptance that I've been accepted for the ballot for the London Marathon. So I'm doing, I'm doing the London Marathon in October this year. So it's I'm I'm not an avid runner in the slightest. The furthest I've ever ran is um, 12 miles. I did the half marathon. I did the Leicester half marathon about four or five years ago, and I ended up on crutches. So touch wood. Now I'm in a, a better frame of mind, and I'm in a, a I've got a better program routine and sort of discipline. Then yeah, hopefully we'll go and smash that and raise money for a good cause. So yeah, looking forward to 2022. And what is the next book on your reading list? That one, Stephen Bartlett, which is Happy Sexy Millionaire. Um, as you can imagine, there's so many books thrown around in terms of network marketing, mindset, morning routine as well. Um, and I've just finished GoPro by Eric Worre, which was incredible. That was there's some amazing takeaways from that. But one thing that I hear a lot of my team and, and sort of sidelines to me talking about is Happy Sexy Millionaire in terms of and I think I've not read the book yet, so I'm excited to read that. But sort of one thing that's making me excited to go and read that is not necessarily having a, an end goal. You don't, when you hit that goal, that's not the end. You, doesn't, you don't have to reach somewhere and then think, wow, where is, where is it? So for me, just having that goal isn't the final destination. It's just a landmark. And then we go again. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to that one and seeing what we can take away and, and hopefully share it with other people. Brilliant. No, thank you. Well, you've shared so much good stuff today. Seems a shame we're coming to the end, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, uh, I've really enjoyed it. If people want to get in touch with the, with you, how should they do that? Yeah, so my Instagram is is where they'll be able to hopefully find some valuable content, um, which is Connor P24, which is C O N O R P24. So just one N in Connor. Um, but I try and provide a lot of sort of routine on a daily basis and stuff going on there every day. I, I'm very authentic to, to my day-to-day -day lifestyle to just resonate with the everyday lifestyle of, of what people do, whether it's their commitments, just showing that you can go and do whatever you want to go and do. I share my success on there. I share some of the, the negative stuff on there as well, because we're, we're not superhuman. I'm no different to anybody else. I've just got a vision. I've got a goal. And I'm surrounded by them good people. So yeah, if they, they want to come and follow me on Instagram or drop any questions in, more than happy to sort of share my journey in more detail um, and just hopefully, yeah, give some positive energy out there. Brilliant. Well, I look forward to following your journey. Thanks so much for today. Brilliant. Thanks a lot. Wow, Connor is so gifted at helping inspire people. Here are his top 10 hits of inspiration. One, get inspired by how Connor is just helping people on their way and he gets so inspired doing this to just help people be more happy and healthy two get inspired by people you spend time around with friends and family you don't actually have to become like them just bring their best traits into your own version three get inspired by how doing a side hustle might give you a totally new lease of life while that you can still say in your main job Four, get inspired by massive events with lots of people and energy in the room. Five, get inspired by asking yourself, where do I most feel myself? This might give you a clue to your heart's desire. Six, get inspired by asking, am I doing this for me 
or is my diary just getting filled with appointments that are taking me somewhere I don't want my, my life to go? 7. Get inspired by the fact you end up being the average of the 5 people you spend most of your time with and you can utilise this to help you achieve your goals. 8. Get inspired by Connor's cricket story where he helped to set up the first Derbyshire Women's Cricket League and this also inspired a lady who had got a little confidence in playing the sport to set up a little league and teams of her own. 9. Get inspired by getting yourself around people that understand you and that results in you becoming a totally different person. How cool! 10. Ask, what would I be happy getting educated about? 11. Get inspired by Connor's explanation to 5am mornings. It's 2 hours just to do what's important to you. 12. If you're having doubts about choosing something for you because of what people might think, ask yourself, will it matter in 5 days what they think? And does their opinion pay my bills? And finally, number 13, get inspired by the wealth of people and tools available on social media to help you be successful. Thanks for joining me today. Watch out for news on our new group. Thank you everyone for listening today. Your kind attention is really appreciated and valued. If you feel some inspiration from today's episode, please share it. And please leave us a review on iTunes. And if you wish, leave us some comments. In your comments, please let us know any inspirational subjects you'd like us to cover. As I aim to build a bank of both inspiration and stories of events that inspired close connection between groups of people. If you have something to share in this space, send me an email at inspiringteamhuman at gmail.com. Thanks again. Look forward to seeing you next week for another boost of inspiration. Thanks to Ben Sound for the music.